Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Gap with Brielle. I'm Brielle, your resident host and bestie. And thanks for being here, episode two, babe. So let's get into it. As you know, we can start off any episode without a little beverage, a little treat, a little cocktail. So let's head over to the kitchen and see what we got for the week. All right, we made it to the kitchen, so let's get into it. This week, we're going to make the heartbreaker because we are talking about love and situationships. So what do I drink when I'm heartbroken? Let's get into it. We're going to start with some ice. Next up, we're going to do two shots of Malibu. Oh, what the heck? We're heartbroken. Three shots of Malibu. And then to top that all off, we're going to do some pineapple juice. And that is my version of the heartbreaker. It literally tastes like sunshine. And when you're heartbroken from the situationship that doesn't really care about you, that is what you need. So drink up, girls, and enjoy. Now that we got our little cocktail, our little drink, let's get into today's topic, which is love and relationships. So catching you up with what was on my mind this week and how I even got here. So a few nights ago, maybe two nights ago, I was super overwhelmed about three things. This podcast, my career life, and my love life. And with that, I found myself grabbing my journal and I wrote down all the bad thoughts, like all the negative thoughts, all the concerning thoughts. I wrote them down in the journal. Now, I might get into the podcast ones and the career stuff later, but I have a whole list of random thoughts about love, and I kind of wanted to share them with you guys. Starting off hot, I haven't had a boyfriend in four years. What the fuck? As I'm going through this podcast, I keep thinking how nice it would be to have a partner. What the fuck is wrong with me? Did my dad mess me up? Why every guy I really liked in the last four years, it didn't work out? I've met guys who I think I would marry. Why don't they feel that way about me? The dating app algorithm fucking sucks. I'm still friends with both of my exes, which I think is pretty cool. I wish I dated. Oh, now we have to have code names, code names. We'll call him Connecticut guy. I wish I dated Connecticut guy. We argued a lot, but I only remember eating greasy Chinese food and smiling a lot. So quick side story, because I feel like I have to explain that. Basically, I lived in Connecticut for a short time during an internship, and I met this guy, Connecticut guy. And we hung out all the time and it was really cool, but we argued a lot. Like we had opposite personalities. And I think that he thought we were arguing because I just wanted to be his girlfriend. And once I was his girlfriend, then everything would be okay. So I remember this like it was yesterday. We were in the mall at a TGI Fridays and we're arguing back and forth about something stupid. I can't even remember. And then he yells, do you just want to be my girlfriend? And I look at him and I go, no. 
And then he was like so crushed because I'm so sure that he thought that's exactly what I was looking for. Anyways, I explained to him that I want to date him, but we need to stop arguing so much first. And he's like, okay. So I'm like, but I'm not talking to anyone else. I'm only talking to you. I'm only interested in you. I would just like to have the arguments at bay before we hop into something. He's like, okay, yeah, cool. I feel the same way. Great. Fast forward, I find out that he's sending nudes to this other girl. It was, it was actually crazy. And then he denied the whole thing, even though I saw it. It was insane. So anyways, shout out to him. Because the good part that I remember is we would always eat greasy Chinese food. Thumbs up to that guy. All right, back to the original plot of the story. Next up on the list. I wonder if anybody really, really likes me and I just don't know it. I want a boyfriend. I don't think I've ever had a zing with one yet. I've only had sparks with people I've never dated. Why was that not enough? I want to have a family one day like Tim on TikTok. Now, let me slightly explain. Okay, so there's this guy, Tim Cusano, I think his name is, on TikTok. Watch his TikToks. They're so good. He has this cute little family. I'm actually obsessed. It sucks that I can't call bleep right now. Wow, I really have to come up with code names. Charleston guy, we will call him. It sucks that I can't call Charleston guy right now. He always calms me down, but holding on to him is only holding me back from real love. I really wish I could have a hug right now. Is it me? In all caps. It's not me, but we will get into that later. Wow, there are so many codenames for this one. Okay, for this one, we'll call him Eagles Guy. I have Eagles Guy didn't reach out to me on launch day. I think you're outgrowing each other, and that's okay. And also, it makes me really sad. Then at the end of this, to kind of pump myself up, I just wrote a little blurb to give myself a little encouragement. And this is also for you, for you guys too, because I feel like we all need a little zhuzh, a little pump up sometimes. So here it goes. Note to self. I have, you are funny, smart, have a banging body, amazing face, care about things like getting nonprofits money and throwing community food drives, even though it's not in your job description. Your friends depend on you for a smell, and you're not afraid to be kind and optimistic, even though the world has been so cold to you. I love you. And someday, someone else will be lucky to share that same privilege. Don't worry, he will come. I know. I know. I'm not crying. You're crying. It's... I don't know. Sometimes it's just good to get stuff down, pen to paper. I think especially when it comes to love the thought can be overwhelming and you're like oh my gosh I'm gonna end up alone but you're not gonna end up alone which led me to today's topic of situationships and love and it got me thinking about that and all the love and situationships that I've gotten to in my past and I just want to get into it today Before I get into situationships I wanted to get into the real relationships I've had and talk about how they kind of molded me and what I've learned from them. 
after that, then we'll get into the nitty gritty of the situationships. Obviously, I'm still as single as a Pringle, so none of them worked out. But one thing about me, I'm going to take a lesson from it. So we're going to get into all of that. Now, for relationship number one, we're throwing it all the way back to high school. Now, I know. Brielle, does high school even count? I count it because this guy was my first love, the first guy I was ever, ever in love with. And I feel like that's when it all starts. Before you know heartbreak, you know this first little puppy, oh my gosh, is he the one love? So we're starting here. So for this story, we'll call him number 11 because his football number was number 11 in high school and my field hockey and lacrosse number was number 11. So for the longest time, number 11 was my lucky number. Now, he was my first love and my first boyfriend and he was just great. No, number 11 was one for the books. He was the best. He really got me a better understanding of what real unconditional love was. Now, in high school, I was very immature, very bratty, very stubborn, and he just took it all in stride. And instead of just being like, you know what, you are too high maintenance, you're too this, you're too that, you're too needy, you're too that, you're too insecure, he just took it and he grew with me and he gave me tips on how to be better. And he loved me. He really, really loved me. Instead of just giving up on me, he taught me how to be a better partner. He was really monumental for what my first meaning of like love was, which was super powerful. So basically we broke up because he was a year younger than me and I was going out to college and obviously he wasn't because he was a year younger than me. And at that point we were just on two different paths. So we mutually broke up. But he's one of my exes that I'm still friends with today. Obviously, it wasn't instant like, okay, we're breaking up, but now we're besties. But down the line, it overall happened. And thinking about it now, I'm like, what did I like? What could I even take from that? And I think his overall lesson and his little like piece that he taught me was unconditional love. Like, just because I didn't have all my ducks in the row, I wasn't the perfect girl, I wasn't the prettiest girl, I wasn't the most confident girl, but I was still deserving of unconditional love to him, no matter what, and I think there's just something super sweet about that. And even to this day, I would say he's one of my most supportive exes, to be fair, I only have two exes, but still. And he's always just catching up with me and he's like, hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? What's going on? And it's not in a creepy way, but I feel like he really supports me and he really wants me to win, which is something very rare that I've found in my life. So shout out to number 11 and unconditional love. Next up, relationship number two. We will call him camp guy it is so weird having to make aliases for your exes which i hope neither of them listen to this anyways okay camp guy so i call him camp guy because i met him at christian camp so i worked at this camp now i want you to think like parent trap we were at camp camp there were cabins it was like food and songs and bonfire. It was really something out of a movie. 
how I met him. And when I went to this camp, I decided to be a camp counselor. I was like, oh, this is a summer I'm just going to find myself. I'm going to explore my faith a little more. This is a summer about me. And it's weird because he kind of came out of nowhere. So I was friends with this other counselor and she was like, oh, I think camp guy really likes you. I'm like, oh, no, not really. And she comes back to me one day and she's like, yeah, I asked camp guy if he really likes you and he does like you. And at that point I was freaking out because I didn't have someone like me in a very long time. And this was supposed to be the summer for me. But anyways, I started talking to camp guy and all I can say, it was literally something out of a movie. Like we had picnics, we prayed together, we did everything together that summer. We were actually inseparable and he asked me to be his girlfriend by writing, will you be my girl on this Chipotle top container? I literally almost cried and freaked out. And I had to post it on Snapchat, which at the time that was like the thing to do. And I just remember being so happy. I think for him, he definitely taught me that you don't have to do anything super crazy like you don't have to be super smart or you don't have to be okay let's be real I'm the baddest bitch in the room always okay but you don't have to be the prettiest girl in the room or you don't have to be the smartest girl or you don't have to be the girl who's the funniest or the girl with the fattest ass or be able to juggle or whatever like you just have to be you like he liked me because I was me and I really, really felt that and received that. I would also say that he just made me feel super comfortable in my own, my own skin, just being me. Now, we broke up because actually he broke up with me. And oh my gosh, it was the most heartbreaking thing like of that era, but then it leads into a new era. So it's fine. But he broke up with me. Let me think back into my trauma diaries. He broke up with me because he said it was too much. He couldn't handle a relationship. It was too much, blah, 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 blah. Now, at the time that devastated me, but I feel like me now I will never forget the feeling of him liking me for me and that lesson alone I will take from that relationship now years later we like reconciled and that's why I said in the beginning statement oh like I'm friends with my exes now but you know he's he <laughs> I mean what is there to say about him but anyways so those were my two relationships and although it didn't work out with either of them I'm still friends with both of them until this day pretty sure both of them are listening to this podcast <laughs> shout out to y'all and even though it didn't work out romantically I think those are both lessons that I will carry with me till the end of time I just really think it's important that even though something doesn't work out, what can you take from it? Because all the pain and the tears 
and the love and the fuzzy feelings can't be for nothing. Like it's always for something. Now, after the boyfriend broke up with me, I went to visit my other friend where I used to go to school. And I ran into this guy that I knew that was a friend of a friend. Let's call him. Let's see. Let's call him said boy. Because we have this like running joke where like I'm said girl who's said boy. It's a whole thing. Anyways, said boy. Okay. So I go to this party. I meet said boy. Now keep in mind, he's a friend of a friend that I know. Okay, great. Now, I feel like I have to start off this story of situationships with this because I feel like every girl has had that situationship where you were like so sure about this person. You were so sure that it was going to work because they made you feel like you were on top of the moon and then it didn't work. Then your world came crumbling down, but then you really beat yourself up about it because you're like, oh, I was never in a relationship. Like it wasn't a relationship, but it felt like a relationship. This is that situationship. Anyways, back to the story. So fast forward, I'm at this party. I meet this said boy who is a friend of a friend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, not even in a flirty way when I said it, but I was like, we should hang out because I haven't hung out with you in a super long time or I think ever. So let's hang out. Let's get to know each other. I was just in a super social space because I just got broken up with. So why not? He was like, yeah, sure. He snapchats me. That's how back in the day we were. He Snapchatted me. So he Snapchats me and he's like, oh, hey, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, yeah, I'm at the library. Why don't you come and meet me? And he's like, yeah, okay. We stayed and talked in that library for, I think, until the next morning. Like we talked until the next morning and you like instantly click with someone type of thing. Anyways, as the story progresses, I was there to visit my friend and have this whole, oh, woe is me, I'm trying to get over a breakup week. So I was there for the week. So that was night one. And then night two, I ended up hanging out with him again. And then somehow it just turned into this whirlwind Hallmark movie romance. We just were conjoined by the hip. We would meet up every day. We would talk all the time we just instantly clicked and it was one of those surprise things because it was under your nose we didn't really talk before etc but it we kind of just clicked and it just came together and we vibed and it was crazy Obviously, at some point, I had to leave. So after I left, it kind of hung on for a little bit, but then it fell off and he eventually ghosted me. And when I visited my friend the following year, I texted him actually to meet up at a place that we met during that first whirlwind week. And I asked him to his face and I was like, hey, why did you ghost me? And he goes, yeah, I had too many feelings. So I had to ghost you. Like, I'm so sorry. It's nothing personal. I didn't even know what to do with those feelings, etc." Now, of course I was hurt, but at this moment, I just want to point out the lesson. 
the lesson was love, feelings, emotions, relationships. It can be sparks. It can be feeling like you're in a Hallmark movie, like you're in the romantic comedy of your dreams. And even though it didn't work out, even though it got messy, even though it completely shattered me at the time, now, outside of it, I'm seeing that love can be fireworks and amazing and this thing that just makes you feel over the moon and for that fact alone knowing that love can be that groundbreaking that will be a situation ship for the books for sure so for me after this entire situation ship the pandemic hit and I was home for a little while, but I graduated college, got a new job, and I moved to a new city, which is always super exciting because as we know, new city means new loves. So when I met these new loves, I categorized them in different types because at a certain point it seemed like I was meeting a different guy with the same personality traits. So instead of going one by one through all the situationships that I've been in since moving to this new fabulous city, I decided to take a different route. So I instead placed these guys into different buckets. Now disclaimer, there are good men out there and all men are not the same blah 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 but for the purpose of entertainment yes they are and they are found in these buckets so let's get into it starting off with the douchebag this is the guy who's a dick but for some reason you stay now for this little short story let's call this guy the accountant for all intensive purposes so I met the accountant through a dating app. I know, red flag number one, but it works out for some people. Why couldn't it work out for me? It's fine. So anyways, I met the accountant. We had a first grade date. It was two thumbs up, fab, okay? And I know what you're thinking. An accountant, wow, he sounds boring. Shouldn't you left him? From the first time you met him, he actually had really great sexual tendencies and wasn't boring at all. And if I'm going to be honest, the douchebag usually does. So watch out for that. And basically, this accountant only hung out for sex. I would hear from this man specifically on the weekends, maybe 12 p.m. or later, that type of guy. And basically, I broke it off because I was just like, no, I am not your sexual play toy. So get out of here. Thank you so much for that. But how I dealt with it is just because someone's treating you bad does not mean it's a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. If someone is treating you like their personal sex toy, like their doormat, they can just hit you up whenever, etc., it's not a reflection of you. And it took me a while to understand that because I was like, wow, am I not giving off main character energy? Like I am the main character. Why is he not seeing me like that? But the thing is, it's not you. 
it's never you. And because someone treats you badly and shittily does not mean that you're doing something wrong. It's literally them. They're the fucking problem. Please let them go. Next up is the husband material. This is the guy who is husband material, but does the dates, makes you feel special, etc. But something is missing. So there's this one guy I met during my 20-something journey. Let's call him Fancy Guy. Because he would take me to the fanciest places ever. And I would feel like the Queen of England. Like the influencer IG models, you know, that you see in these like fancy places. I'd be like, that was me. I was like, wow, this is really how the other half lives. So Fancy Guy was great. He was one of those guys that treated you right. You know, you didn't have to wonder if he liked you. Was always honest, was always upfront and open and just made you feel really secure in a relationship. I was sitting there and I was like, what is wrong with me? Something is not clicking for me. But why is it not clicking for me? I mean, he's nice. He treats me to all these nice things. He's amazing. He's open. He's kind. What is not clicking for me? And then it hit me. We didn't have the it factor. What is the it factor? I call it the spark. The thing that really ignites you liking a person. It could be their sarcasm. like. The way they, I don't know, brush their teeth. It's the smallest thing, but it really just does it for you. You're like, oh, I like you. I I call it like the spark, the it factor, you know? Anyways, I say all of that to say, eventually we kind of like fell off and parted our different ways. Not because we didn't have the it factor, but because he's like a workaholic. So it just really didn't work out. But once again, what can we take from that? We got treated right. It was a nice time, etc. So how I dealt with that is don't romanticize the husband for who he was. Look at him for who he is. Like, yes, was he this nice, kind, amazing guy that showed you new experiences? Yes. But who is he currently? Currently, he's a workaholic who doesn't have time for you, okay? And we need to get that through our heads. Also, another thing with the husband is just because someone is nice to you and shows you a great time and is kind doesn't mean that you owe them, like, you don't owe them to be in love with them or really really like them just because a guy is super nice to you and you're not feeling it that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you and it took me a little minute to understand that one i could really go on all day about these men but as we're running out of time here last but not least we are going to end with good time charlie now Good time Charlie is the guy that you have no business talking to, but he really sells you. Like he sells you on the idea of like, we're young, we're fun, we're free. Life doesn't have to be serious. Life doesn't have to be anything. Life can just be a good time. Babe, it's a good time. Babe, have a good time with me. 
And that is how Good Time Charlie gets you. So my Good Time Charlie, I met through a friend. And the thing is, I met Good Time Charlie as a friend, right? So we started talking. It wasn't like flirty. It wasn't anything. We met as friends, genuinely friends. And it was cool. It was good. And I didn't even look at his flaws because we were friends. So it didn't really matter. Anyways, from there, we kind of turned from friends into more and I knew I shouldn't be doing it. I knew he was a good time Charlie, but at the moment, it felt right. And once again, he sold me. He was like, we can just have fun. Life is fun. Everything doesn't have to be so serious. It can be chill. Just relax. Take a chill pill. And I was like, you know what? Good time Charlie is right. Like, I don't have enough fun. Like, I'm so uptight. Like, I just want to have fun. I want to be free. And I was having fun for a while the thing about good time charlie's is the good times they never really seem to last and as we kind of got closer and closer our personalities just clash completely and i'm sad to report that the good times had to come to an end but once again what did i learn I learned the hard way that good time Charlies are only made for good times. They are not made if you eventually want to go on a date, if you need help with something being built, if you want someone to really care about how you're feeling about them. That is not what a good time Charlie is for. A good time Charlie is for a good time. I feel like that really comes with looking at a person and assessing them and assessing what they say about themselves and what their actions show as well. And just understanding what you want, what your boundaries are. And then a good time Charlie can never hurt your feelings. Basically with this, I want to end on, you've always been a bad bitch. You will be a bad bitch after him. And on top of that, you were a bad bitch before him, so fuck him. Now, I know this is usually when I get into what I'm watching for this week, but this week, we're talking about love. So we are going to switch it up a little bit. To get in the mood for this episode, actually, I was listening to a bunch of sad songs. And there were lines in these sad songs that I was like, this hits different. I am ready. Someone break my heart. So that's what we are going to get into this week. We're going to get into songs that broke my heart and the one-liners that come with them. And also, y'all let me know if you guys want me to make a Spotify and then I can just put it in a playlist way easier. So DM me, let me know. <laughs> All right, number one, Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. I hate you for what you did, and I missed you like a little kid. Self-explanatory. Next up, What You Doing Now by Sadie Jean. I've been looking for love online, and maybe some of them are real good guys. There's never going to be like you, though. I feel like there's a point after you break up with someone that you go through this dating app phase, you know? and you compare them to the one guy you're trying to get over, we've all been there. So shout out to Sadie. 
Next up, The Queen of Heartbreak Herself, All Too Well by Taylor Swift, 10-Minute Version. You said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. And that made me want to die. Uh, I cry every time. I feel like in relationship situationships, there's always something. Okay, not always something, but there will be this line of, if you just met me before the heartbreak, if we only live closer, if we were closer in age, if I met you two and a half weeks before I met her, it would have been different. I could have been this for you. Things maybe could have worked out. And it makes you want to die every time. It's like, I have no control of that. So thank you so fucking much for nothing. I really appreciate it. All right. Next up, Godspeed by Frank Ocean. Let go of my claim on you. It's a free world. Next up, Go by Cat Burns. I should have listened to my friends. Powerful. I feel like during situationships, you'll go to your friend and you'll be like, oh, you know, Brian is being mean to me. No, not mean to you, but Brian's not texting me back. And I really like him. We had a great time last week. What should I do? And your friend's like, Brian is not interested in you, girl. Let it go. And you're like, no, like, Brian is just busy. You know, he has this, he has that. And she's like, no, Brian's a no. And you're like, no, like, Brian's really nice, right? Fast forward, three months later, you and Brian end it because Brian's a dick. And then it's like you're crying with ice cream on the couch to your friend. This was me, obviously. And I was like, that is the line right there. I should have listened to my friends. Now, of course, your friends are always right, blah, blah, blah. But usually they really do have a pretty good idea if I do say so myself. So I should have listened to my friends. Next up, Enough for You by Olivia Rodrigo. But God, you couldn't have cared less about someone who loved you more. What more is there to say? Wow. Okay. Exile. Taylor Swift. I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Because I'd never treat me this shitty. You make me hate this city. Next up, Renegade by Big Red Machine. Is it really your anxiety that stops you from giving me everything? Or do you just not want to? Now, I feel like that's really powerful because I feel like us as women, we go through this thing of, is it really you're not where you want to be at with your career? You're not financially stable. Your toe hurts. What is it really? Like, is it really all those things? Or is it really you just don't want to be with me? That is the question now. I couldn't leave us with just heartbreak and sad and tears. So for when you're done crying, songs to heal and the one-liners that come with them. Starting off hot, Violets for Roses by Lana Del Rey. Ever since I fell out of love with you, I fell back in love with me. And boy, does it sweet. Next up, Long Story Short by Taylor Swift. 
long story short, it was the wrong guy. Okay. And last but not least is Plan B by Megan Thee Stallion. Now, this one had a lot of good gems. So, gem number one, ladies, love yourself because the shit can get ugly. Number two, dick don't run me, I run dick. And lastly, number three, fuck you, can't believe I used to trust you. And with that, let's move into Love Letter of the Week. Dear listener, when it comes to love, it doesn't always have to be the right choice. It just has to be the right choice to you. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in and make sure to follow the podcast Instagram at the Gab with Real Pod. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. So that is it for this week's episode. And I will see you soon for another episode of the Gab with Brielle. Bye.